Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 66, Advertising Gone Wrong. I'm your host, Brian Heineser. Joining me this evening, Ian. Hello, everybody. Mac. Still not an atheist. <laughs> and Kimberly. He is, he just doesn't quite know it. Hi, everyone. Don't you be trying to palpatine me. Don't you be saying, search your feelings. You mm-hmm. want this, don't you? Take down your father's Jedi weapon and strike me oh, down. Oh, man. See, but you, now, but you brought it up. <laughs> and I can ask the simple questions, but I won't. Instead, how about some announcements? Straight to announcements. Okay, I'll be quick tonight. On Friday, August 24th, the Denver Atheists are hosting their 1,000 Heathens Party at Brooklyn. I doubt all 1,000 people will be there, but we're celebrating a milestone that we've reached that many people joining the group. Uh, at Cafe Science on Tuesday, August 28th, it's Beatlemania and Beyond. They're not talking about the band. And finally, I can't believe it's actually here. The Atheist Alliance of America Conference will be Labor Day weekend in Denver. Get your tickets immediately, if not sooner. On Tuesday, uh, Thursday, September 6th, the Denver Botanic Gardens has that What Are You Really Breathing seminar. On Saturday, September 8th, the Secular Hub is going to have its Founders Kickoff Party. And hopefully we'll be hearing some really great stuff from the Secular Hub coming up. On Sunday the 9th, uh, the Humanists of Colorado have their monthly meeting. Tuesday, September 11th, the Denver Museum of Nature and Science has Missions to Titan, the Enigmatic Moon of Saturn. Thursday, September 27th, the Mile High Skeptics are hosting a fundraiser, or, or participating, I should say, in a fundraiser for, I believe, leukemia called Light the Walk. Friday, September 28th, at the Museum uh, Science Lounge, the Bacchus Rockus is a party in Pompeii celebrating their new exhibit. And we mentioned before on Sunday the 14th, um, there's a Christian group doing Christians Unpacking Atheism with Lee Strobel and maybe possibly live William Lane Craig. That's your announcements for right now. All right. Come to the conference. I bought my ticket. Good job. Thank you. But I'm, I, I, so I will be there and, uh, nobody else, uh, from the podcast is going other than Kimberly, of course, but she's going to be working. I'll be working, but I'll sign autographs or, you know, whatever people need. So just come and find me. Uh, you'll see me around there someplace or another. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, so that, that's great. So I will be there if, uh, if other listeners from the podcast are there. Uh, I, I don't know how you might find me, but I will be there. Maybe I, you know, I really need an amateur skeptics t-shirt. Brian, I find you generally refreshing. I thought you found me repulsive. No. Oh, oh good. Generally refreshing. <laughs> Maybe you could post a picture and ask for a friend. I, you know what? That's a good idea. Um, I'll, I will, uh, I'll put my, uh, my face up on a advertisement somewhere. Have you seen me? (laughs) Will you be my friend? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Has anybody else got anything going on? I, you know, I went right to announcements. How's everybody doing? Oh, was not this last week and the weekend before I did the um Denver County Fair, which was a blast. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, the cards came in sometime yeah. on Saturday, unfortunately, and I just couldn't get them to you. Yeah, it would have been a great place to hand out cards because I talked to um the people from Gamma 2 Robotics, which hopefully we'll have on the podcast before too long, Um, because I had a real good conversation with them. And you know, we talked about skeptic issues and robotics and stuff like that, and I think they'd make great guests. So hopefully we'll have them before too long. But the um, fair itself was really great because county fairs are generally supposed to represent what the area does. Well, this was in the middle of Denver, and did a great job of showing Denver. I felt you know there was everything for every you know you name it. There was probably something that represented it, except for the skeptic community, which I actually did put in the um, the survey they had. I did a survey and I mentioned um, the idea of doing a skeptic programming there because it'd be a great place for it. And it was packed. Every day we um, ran into more people that we knew that we, you know, didn't know were coming, which was cool. Yeah, that's great. And I also got to see my first freak show live. They had a freak show going on the whole weekend. Uh, I don't know if anyone um, knows who the Enigma is. Basically, he's painted head to toe in uh, puzzle shapes. Oh, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, he was there live, so I got to see his show live, which was actually um, cool. And there was the Crispy family were the other main people on that stage and it was interesting to see the actual freak show, the freak show live you know I've, I've seen stuff on tv i know they do this weird stuff but to actually see it live was oh i, I didn't think i'd be as entertained as i was 
That's great. What other what other acts did they have in the show? Um, like I said, that was in the freak show stage. They had other stages throughout. Cosmonita did some stuff. You know, they had well, some... but, but, but what other freaks did they have except for the the tattoo said, guy? They had the Enigma, and then they had the Crispy family. Um, which primarily was the husband father guy who, uh, my son actually got to staple a dollar bill to his chest. That was oh. the way he ended one of the, sh- he had like, it looked like two different shows. And the way he ended one of them is he said, okay, you guys want to give me tips? You can come up here for, um, ones and fives. You can staple to my chest. Um, uh, if you have like a 20, you can staple it to my forehead, stuff like that. And it's like, okay, hey, Queen, you want to go up and staple a $1 bill to him? <laughs> I don't think so, I'd be able to do that. That is great. <laughs> For a hundred dollar bill, does he have to drop trowel? <laughs> uh, no, he actually did say that. Um, nothing below the waist and nothing on the neck. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I just don't think I could hold a stapler to another human being and staple something to them. If they said go, I, I think I could do it. You could go. Okay. Sure, I I, I can do it. Quinn can go. So Quinn did it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I Quinn is kind of a the red stapler from Office Space. Quinn's a bit I of a sadist, anyway. I mean, let's face it. But they had contests throughout the whole thing for all sorts of things. Um, I was in the sci-fi name that tune, and I did the geek trivia, although I, the geek trivia went in some weird places because, I'm sorry, your average sci-fi geek is not going to know that much about sports, and there was sports and a few other things in there that seemed way out of place. But um, the boys did the costume contest. They also did a cupcake decorating contest. Uh, my wife got drafted into the um, speed texting contest. She, she finished second. I'm the only one that didn't. Everyone else got a ribbon. I'm the only one that went home without a ribbon. But they had speed battleship that my boys did. They did spelling bees. Um, you know, it, it, they basically tried to do a county fair thing, but expanded to fit with a suburban area like Denver. And so, it, you know, you name it, they probably had a contest for it. All right. Speed battleship is not that hard. What you do is you take a shotgun shell. You load it with red pegs. You aim it at the board from above, and you tell everybody clear. No, do not play Battleship. <laughs> it's Sean. <laughs> um, I had a great conversation with my parents a couple weeks ago. I, I spent about a half hour talking with them about their favorite movies and what they thought of modern movies, what they thought of remakes and things like that. Had a really good conversation with them, recorded it. And I posted it up on my blog page, which there is a link to uh, Primordial Badger's Media Horde on the Amateur Skeptics main page. All right. I don't have much going on. I got a I got a new server at work that's been occupying all my time. Wow, that that is really super boring. Well, it's you not win? super boring. Oh, it's been I'm sorry, awesome. That's what I meant to say. I, I've had to, you know, get it all configured on my network and get everything talking to each other. And then it's part of my cluster. So I had to add it, add the node in. And, and then I got that up and working. And my boss is really happy that that's working. Now see, you say you have a new server at work that's taking up all your time. If you work for a place where there's computers, it's boring. If you work for a place that, say, has waitresses, then, then you're possibly having an affair. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't. Uh, it's just computers. <laughs> I made, I made Apple, I made our, <laughs> I made peach cobbler. That was fun. That was good. Oh, uh, we got, you know, cause we got all the, you know, the Colorado peaches. Everybody's selling these things. They're so good. So well, I made, the peaches are plentiful, but it's hard to find the shoemaker to put in it. They don't, there's just not that many people in that profession anymore. Unless well, every time somebody makes peach cobbler. I found three cobblers, and uh, so those people won't be making shoes anymore. Have to get elves to do it, I suppose. Yeah. Insert cricket. The third world yeah, children. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so our main, our main topic tonight is advertising gone wrong. By the way, if anyone here is in advertising or marketing, kill yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Just a little thought. I'm just trying to plant seeds. Maybe, maybe one day they'll take root. I don't know. You try. You do what you can. Kill yourselves. Seriously, though, if you are, do. Uh, no, really. There's no rationalization for what you do, and you are Satan's little helpers. Okay? Kill yourself. Seriously. You're the ruiner of all things good. Seriously. No, I'm, this is not a joke. It's going to be a joke coming. There's no fucking joke coming. You are Satan's spawn, filling the world with bile and garbage. You are fucked and you are fucking us. Kill yourself. It's the only way to save your fucking soul. Kill yourself. 
the seeds. This is like Ian's like little pet that he's put together yeah. here. And it's like he put all these up here and they're like this mystery that we're supposed to figure out. What doesn't Ian like about this advertisement? Uh, well, so first off, I'll admit then probably, you know, the whole discussion will be a lot more about opinions on the advertising because well, and that's, you know, important thing with the advertising is how people take it. So to me, it's legitimate to discuss my opinion on what went wrong with this advertising, whether or not everyone agrees, you know, that's a whole different thing. But you know, everyone's you know, advertising hits everyone differently, and some people register to certain things better. I admit that. And obviously, you know, these are these are examples I came up with that bothered me in some way or another, or that I look at and say that didn't quite work the way they seem to think it is. So, like I said, I openly admit, you know, th- these are my opinions. They are what has some th- these advertising that I, I put on here triggered something in me that said no, that doesn't work. That bothers me. Okay. So, you know, well, so I mean. First- yeah, Sherman Williams. What is wrong with Sherman Williams? Um, it's their slogan. Or not their slogan. It's their, um, emblem. Okay, their logo. Their, their slogan is paint the world. Their logo is the earth with a bucket of red paint <laughs> being dumped on it. The first time I saw that, I'm like, that is disgusting. It's, the, is it because it looks like blood? No, the idea of just, when you paint, you do, you know, to me, you paint a wall, you want to make sure it's not blotchy, you want to make sure you spray it nice and even, make it look good. Dumping a bucket of paint over the earth, it looks, it, that logo just, I honestly, the first thought I had was that is gross. I, wow. I, I don't see that as being appealing in any way. Why, you, you know. You must be way more sensitive to this than I am, cause I, 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 I couldn't have it, cared. Yeah, well, like I said, that was my first reaction when I realized what it was. First, I looked at it and, what is, oh, yeah, what, why is that appealing? I, I don't get the appeal of it. I don't know why that would be a good logo for a paint company, because, I mean, it, it, it makes me think of pollution, it makes me think of, um, you know, you mentioned the blood, not necessarily the blood, but goo. It's like, it, it, it doesn't look, you know, if I paint something, okay. I don't want it to look like a big blot of paint just being dumped on it. But that's the logo. To- What's wrong with the slogan, painting the I world? I got nothing wrong with the slogan, but the slogan, paint the world, goes with the logo. And that's why the logo is that way. It's because that's their interpretation of painting the world. Okay. You know, they should have put for paint the world. They should have had a couple of kids in, in hoodies with uh, spray paint cans. <laughs> that would have been more appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> would have been uh, but, way more uh, offensive you know, too. I would, that would have been much better. <laughs> like I said, to me, it was just the, the especially the pollution idea. You look at, and I automatically thought of pollution. It's like it okay. almost seems they're suggesting you pollute the world, not paint it. Okay, Kimberly, so, time to yeah, weigh I'll in. Say, I, I had never really. I, I've shopped at Sherman Williams. I've I've seen their logo. I'm sure dozens of times, and I never really took the time to consider it. I will go with you that it, it really doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense when, you know, you want to have all your painting be all exact and beautiful. And, and it really is just a dump of a, like a Jason Pollock kind of <laughs> dump the paint over the planet thing. Um, not like you personally, but, but I, I get where you're yeah. coming from. Well, I, I did notice it many times. I, I know I've seen it, but I never noticed. And one day I really just looked at it and looked and like, okay, what is this? Oh, wait a moment. You know, and it hit me. It's like, I, 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 I've, every time I've seen it since then, it's, I've gotten the same feel. It's like that just doesn't work for me. So, okay. I, I, I mean, I'm not. I, 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 mean, I have to say, it does have one of those kind of like. So this, they they went through a whole bunch of different options, and some, you know, marketing company said, "Oh no, this is the one you want to go with. This is going to be hot." Yeah, I hear you. It's odd. It's yeah. it's odd, but I don't know that it's advertising gone or gone wrong. I mean, well, like it, I said, to me, it, 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 it okay. doesn't make me want to buy their paint because like I said my my first thought is pollution. It doesn't make me want to buy their paint empty. either, but it doesn't yeah. make me not want to buy their paint. I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of neutral about it. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Now the next one's a newer commercial that the first time I ever saw, I I, I basically it's brewed after shape commercial, and it's clear what they're trying to do is copy the more recent um. Um, Old Spice commercials that are just bizarre. Mm-hmm. But the idea of it is really, I, I don't think it's going to appeal to men. So the basic commercial is the, um, the wife's busy telling the guy, oh, we're running late for whatever we're going to. And she walks out of the bathroom. The guy pours some brute on his hand, brute after say, puts it on his cheek, and then you hear like a pop or something. The wife walks back in, suddenly she's like eight months pregnant. Uh, and she's like, what the hell did you just do? Then um, in the long version, the short version cuts off pretty much there. The long version actually goes to show that the dog and the goldfish are also pregnant as well. And I'm trying to figure out what man would want to have an aftershave that makes every female thing in the house pregnant suddenly. Well, the look we on his face, too. is male or female. 
It, well, it's true. We but, assume the dog is. Right, but the guy has this very, very proud look on his face. Yeah. He's very proud of himself for this. <laughs> Which, to me, gives the wrong message as well. I mean, right now we're trying not to get this idea that being a man is about knocking everything you can up. <laughs> You know, that, that's way the wrong message. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> uh, I, and also, personally, me, if I'm going to knock something up, I want the fun of actually doing it. I don't want it just happen while, without any pleasure for me. So, I, Well, you don't know that putting on the aftershave wasn't pleasurable for him. <laughs> I didn't get the impression he'd had an orgasm doing it. <laughs> but once again, it doesn't make me want to buy Brute, but it doesn't make me not want to buy Brute. I mean, it, I found it quite humorous, um, but it doesn't, once again, tell me really anything about the product. Right. And uh, I'm not going to go out and buy Brute because of this. Um, now, they had the uh, the other commercial that I, I found a whole bunch of them, you know, the Essence of Men commercials that they did in the 90s with Kelly LeBrock and stuff yeah. like that. At least those were sexy. Those yeah, those were sexy, but once again, I mean, what does it really tell you? I mean, oh, the, well, it, at least at least we knew at the end of that commercial that Kelly LeBrock liked the smell of Brute. And that well, was something. Yeah, uh, you know, you were talking about the Old Spice commercials, and I like those commercials. I, I know, I know now what what the smell of a man who looks like him is is the smell of. <laughs> well, you put a real weird one in here that the vintage uh, high karate. I didn't. I didn't karate. watch that, this. That was, I didn't get to watch the, this. The whole advertising campaign for high karate was it was an aftershave so good and so strong that you would have to fight women off with karate after using it. And that says so many wrong things. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. When did this one come out? Uh, it looks like the high 60s. karate, I don't think they've made it since the 70s. But it, It's an old one. You look at that 60s or 70s. It's, yeah. Yeah, but, it was, I mean, what, but was it I mean, supposed to be retro? or? Yeah, this is a retro commercial. This, is, this product has not been made since the 70s. Okay, but let me ask you this. I mean, when you're selling something by because it smells good, and perfume commercials have the exact same problem, is that these commercials are just bizarre, and and it's like, what's so special about this perfume? How do you sell smell in a, a commercial? And I think that they, that they've had they've they difficulty trying to to come up with a model that works for selling smell. Haven't well, the, they? The next, I, I just moved the axe ones up, if you notice, because th that actually covers both of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. And, and I felt they did some great ones that did that, where the guy would spray the axe on, walk through, and all the women would just flock to him. Right. They, they did a whole series like that, and those were good. But the one I put they on were? here, what? They were. I, I, well, they were good in expressing. You know, it's not like the karate ones where they get into beating up the women. It's been into <laughs> if you smell this good, women will flock. To Okay. Like, okay, that's right, okay. That was kind of their advertisement. Okay, yeah. and oh. but then this one I put up here, the Susan Glenn commercial. Yeah, this was weird. You watch it, uh, you get to the end, and you have no clue what the hell you just watched the commercial for. And then it says Axe on the end, but you're like, Man, what is Axe? What? What? And, like, you know, you really are, at the end, you, you know, hey, they hired Keith Sutherland. What a great thing to have him do what the hell did he just do right because it doesn't say anything about the product and at the end of you're like well that's great you were an awkward um you know high schooler like all of us so good for you well and i only know a handful of teenage boys like my nephew and uh stace's kids stuff like that and i do have to say they all use act they they they've all bought into it. I don't know if it's on that commercial or just their other commercials, but without fail, they all use the hell out of it. I, I bet it was the, the well, one batch. Like I said, they they had that batch that I could see why guys might go out and try it because it was saying you put this on, all the girls will flock to you. They can't keep their hands off you. You know they'll rip their clothes off for you and stuff like that. It's like okay, you get the right teenage boy. You know th those ads are going to speak to. Me. Right. But they showed it was a body spray, and they showed it being used, and they showed women catching the scent and being attracted to it. And so, right. you know, th that had the A to B to C kind of thing. It, it showed know? a logical progression, whereas yeah. this commercial you put up here is just kind of a lot of gibberish. It's yeah. just a lot of weird imagery, and it doesn't it doesn't really say anything about the product, as you said. I think the point of it, though, is to put something memorable in people's minds and put the name Axe on it so that they know what they're looking for. Yeah. Well, but you barely even yeah. remember Axe. It's right at the end and it just comes in and by the time you get there, you're not that interested. But this is product recognition. When you walk into the store and you see Axe, you're gonna th you, you probably think you about think this strange Keeper, commercial. Keeper Sutherland, weird yeah. commercial. Yeah. 
But that's the thing. I, I, I don't associate because they didn't. It, the act was only at the end. I don't think they did. You know, they, they connected you enough to. It. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time on that aisle. You know, it's like I go straight to the thing that <laughs> yeah, I want and get out of there. All right. Well, well there next you. here we have what I always thought were disturbing commercials. <laughs> but they're so oh, I agree. <laughs> and that's the Burger King Wake Up with the King series, <laughs> where basically the guy wakes up. Um, he's in bed still, and they're in the Burger King King, which is, I don't know who thought that that look worked, because I always thought that King, I, King outfit was just disturbing, with that permanent... Dis- <laughs> the permanent grin? <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, that's- Ronald McDonald is actually relatively comforting next to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, on the one hand, I, I am... I, I am happy that he wasn't spooning the guy. <laughs> on the other hand, the fact that he's staring at him with those vacant plaster eyes, you know, is like a dingo watches a young child sleep. Okay? And what does it say about the guy that he actually accepts food from the king then? You know, I, I just, don't know. He kind of sighs away at first and, oh, okay, I'll take the food from you, Mr. Strange Bad, with the big funky smile that's kind of getting a bit disturbing with his staring at me. I'm not so sure I agree with you about the Ronald McDonald thing, because if you wake up in your bed, do you want the king or rapist clown? But, but um, McDonald's I, never I, made the mistake of yeah. putting Ronald McDonald in anybody's bed. Well, that's true. Can I? Opt I have to for... say, I, th- this commercial did turn me off from Burger King for quite a while. Did it? I mean, I remember watching this commercial and being like, "That is so screwed up." I, I, I'm not patronizing that. If I have to take a food icon in the bed, I'm going to Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> But at least even when they sell foods, you know, it's a one with a big old hamburger. All right. So tell us about the Caveman series. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, this one I, I never found funny. I never quite got why it progressed the way it did. In fact, they even had a short-lived TV series that I think was like two or three episodes based off of these commercials. And I never quite got them. But then, of course, I know science. So the con- the first concept is you have the Geico man sitting there saying, um, 15 minutes online, so easy a caveman can do it. And it turns out the boom mic operator is a Neanderthal, and he throws down the boom mic and storms off. And the, tr- the whole rest of them are um, basically showing these yuppie Neanderthals that get upset by the term caveman. And my problem is there's no way you can say a yuppie is a caveman. And these guys are yuppies. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm a child of the 80s. I know that yuppies are the ultimate evil because they're going to try and close down your family's hotel. And the only way to deal with them is to challenge them to a race or a contest or something and beat them in that. All the while while dealing with their hot girlfriend who's after you but really fall in love with the dopey girl instead who turns out to be actually hot, blah, blah, blah. But these were yuppie cavemen. These were like What me. movie are you referencing? <laughs> a million Basically every 80s movie. <laughs> you know okay. what? I, Maybe didn't have a yuppie as the enemy in the age. I don't know. Maybe this would have been better if Brandon Fraser had been the caveman. <laughs> now, see, I, I think this one was highly effective. Yeah, I, I do I, too. One, really? I, I really oh, yeah. liked it. I thought they were funny. I liked how they kept progressing with it. Um, I was sick of the gecko and needed a break, so I thought that was good too for the company. They gave a different image, and I thought the idea, you know, that somebody, you know, everyone tried because it came out in what the late nineties, right? Where everybody's trying to be as PC as possible, and so you try to say anything that doesn't offend anybody, and that's oh, simple, a caveman could do it. Who could possibly be offended? And it's a caveman. I'm not right. saying yep. this not is like the highest brow humor, but I thought it was cute. And then, like, walk. I love the one where he goes through the airport. I think because the music is so great, and I thought the guy's expression was good. I don't know. I think Geico has done a good job. Even the 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 money with the googly eyes. You know, I mean, I, I, I didn't know. think much of that one. Yeah, but, those but were... the but the saving money commercials. I, I love those. In fact, my personal favorite right now is. Well, the kids wanted a puppy, but, you know, they can be expensive, so I just went out and got them a possum. <laughs> I haven't seen that. You need they to see that. On, oh, you uh, absolutely need to see that. I will put that up on the document. Oh, uh, okay. I watch Hulu Plus all the time, and they have a, a Geico commercial where they do the whole, you know, saving money thing. And so they get a rescue panther instead of a security I system. love that one, too. Okay, so then you have to tell me, what the hell does the guy say? It's two different. He's what he's. What he's saying when you read his lips and what he's saying in the commercial are two different things. Okay, give me either one because I, I can't. I think it that out. what he's saying in the commercial, what I, what it sounds like to me, is he's saying, 
I think I'm safe. But what it looks like he's saying when you read his lips is, I can't sleep. Yeah, either so, one, I don't like it. I see it. I see it almost every damn day, and I, I'm just I'm not a fan of it because I don't know what he says, and that bothers me. But I think that we can say Geico has had more hits and misses. I agree. Okay, so so Ian loses on Geico. Yeah, move well, on to GameFly. No, my, my defense is we that you can't. You're indefensible. No more cavemen than we are. The joke doesn't work for me because I don't. <laughs> A caveman is not a yuppie living in a penthouse. So what? You're, you are, you're being, you're taking it way too seriously. Everybody knows that there's no caveman around. That's the humor of it. Mm-hmm. And you don't, it, it, yeah, no, you're wrong. I didn't find it funny. You're I wrong. Or joke that failed on every well, level over and over again. <laughs> over and <laughs> never made you're it wrong. interesting. They made it more and more boring by bringing it up again and making the caveman less and less <laughs> desirable every, or the Neanderthals less and less desirable every time. Ian? Ian, you're wrong and more wrong the more you speak. <laughs> All right. I just put that Geico saving money commercial up there. All right. Well, I'll have to watch that later. I can't watch it while we're – It not... is brilliant though. Okay. I will watch it for sure. So tell me about uh, why you're upset with Gamefly now. Okay. Well, the Gamefly has a new um, ad campaign where basically people are trying to sell back their video games to the stores they bought them from and are overreacting over the fact that they can't get the price they paid for them back. And what bothered me here, not only the overreacting, especially on the, you have a kid's one and the adult ones. And the adult ones, the adults are basically wrecking the store just because they're only being offered $9 for a video game they paid $60 for. But the thing is, video games depreciate in value pretty much like a car does. Take it out of the package, the value has just dropped considerably. And if you don't understand this, you don't quite understand how commerce works. Right. So actually go and think that they're going to come back to the store and expect to get all their money back. No. Not, uh, used video games generally sell for about $20. So they're going to only offer you about half that, $9. Okay. That, yeah. I, the whole thing makes sense to me. That's basic economics. But So the point of the commercial is actually that violent video games cause people to commit violent acts? <laughs> no. That is here's, only the fact they don't understand economics. Here was my problem with these commercials is that we were talking about two different types of revenue models. Right. One with one, one company was selling used games and the other was renting games, new games to people. They're two different revenue models. So they're, so that, that they are trying to make a correlation between and it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. But it, it, it does, it plays off of people's frustrations. And that's really what they're trying to do. They're essentially yeah. trying to fear monger. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And I know. Frustration monger. I agree. Again, I think highly effective. I mean, the reason you they're saying you should rent games is that you it is a losing money proposition to buy them. Well, and they're right about that. I mean, and, they are. And, yeah, and I think they, yeah, I mean, again, not my favorite commercials in the world. Certainly not offended or anything like that. I, Ian, you really do think about stuff a lot more than I do, uh, <laughs> and that's great because people need to think more. Well, than it was I mostly do, the overreacting in them. I mean, the, the grandmother starts screaming really weird for no apparent reason. The the people thrash the store. I'm like. Okay, if they're that worried over um, not getting the money back, why are they doing things that are going to get them thrown out of the store or arrested or, you know, it's like the, the, this overreaction doesn't quite work, especially yeah, nowadays. Right. I mean, if, if, if you want to make a little more money, go on eBay, try to sell it there, go on Craigslist. There's ways you could make more money than what they're offering. But, but, but they're, to, they're trying to go for a, a shift. I mean, because Brian really nailed it. Invest in a shrink wrapping machine. Yeah, a shift. Yeah. No, I never I, opened it. It's kind of odd. Yeah. So they're trying to show why you should do it. Yeah, but to me, it's common sense. I've known this since I was a kid. You know, it, 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 it never occurred to me that, oh, I should take it back and try and get well, my money back. It's, no, if I take it back, I'm going to sell it as a used game and make next to nothing. I understood this from such an early age, I guess. Okay. That to watch these commercials, I'm like, why do these adults not understand this? Have they not lived in the real world long enough? All right. So you, you've known this since you were hatched. We get it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I've just never applied this much brain power to commercials. Well, I, I, I don't apply the brain power to it. I see it, and this is just what instantly occurs to me. I don't go into deep thinking, believe it or not. It's not like I sit here and ponder these. But most of what I'm going off here is the first response I have to these commercials. Ian probably the has, 
he probably has the same part of the brain that I do, but I've, I've, mine is purpose toward remembering movie quotes and his right. purpose toward analyzing commercials. You know, but here's a, there's the, actually, that's an interesting point, you know, that Kimberly, you don't think about them as much. I think that people don't think about advertising it enough yeah. and, th- and that's why they can get away with some of the stuff that they do get away with. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I have no doubt about that. And like I said, just how my mind's wired. However it's wired, most of the time, if I see a commercial, I don't think about, but something simple will trigger in me like, oh my God, that's stupid. And that's what, you know, that's the example in all these. It's just whether, whether or not other people see it, something in them triggered on me. And I just, you know, bothered me. And the next one is the best example, Old Navy. I well, will not shop at Old Navy. Ian, I just want to say, I don't know how you're wired either, but I would have your negative ground checked. <laughs> but the the first old navy commercials that came out here, I just watched them and thought, my God, this is insulting. These what was stupid. what was that woman's name? That, Maybe that... every old celebrity that come no, along. no, the, the original ones wasn't that. Oh, what was her no. name? That blonde Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, those are the first ones I remember. Yeah, that now was... I I have to take issue about old navy being where celebrities go to end their career. <laughs> they use Fred Willard now, and he's trending. Oh, Fred Willard is hot. <laughs> the majority of celebrities I've seen on Old Navy, basically, their the real career has already come. It's almost like they said, okay, I will do your Old Navy commercials just to pretend like I'm still doing something. I mean, right now, they got, like, the whole cast, um, the original uh, Beverly Hills 90210 doing the commercials. And they most of the commercials don't even focus on products. They just focus on these weird jokes and, like, okay. All right. Well, okay, but have they had Corey Feldman yet? I don't know. It's hard to keep track of who they have. Well, if they haven't, they yeah, haven't Corey hit bottom. Uh, that was the one who died. Uh, the other Corey. No, it was the other Corey. That's Corey Haim, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I, don't I just remember. don't want one you to Corey's be, you know. Died. All right. Well, okay. Whichever Corey hasn't died yet, that's the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> they'll, they'll get him, I'm sure. Not necessarily. <laughs> There's still Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> I'll go for him. They might have to reach a very successful radio career, or at least that is is true. That is true. And he was also on uh, on uh, one of the uh, celebrity paranormal show. Yeah, and send celebrities in to investigate paranormal events. Maybe they haven't hit rock bottom till Ian's in one of these commercials. I'm not a celebrity yet. I'm trying, but (laughs) well, you know, uh, I would. I'm sorry. I won't even set foot in an old navy because I just really could not stand their commercials. Oh wow, they they, they do well. Whatever they're doing is attracting the business, but I did not like their commercials, and I will not go into one of the stores. I've never bought a thing from them. I've never gone in their stores. I've avoided them like crazy. We've gotten pot. You know, other people have bought the boys stuff from them. I won't go in there because I don't you like know, the cut of their clothing. That's kind of a challenge. Uh, Brian, can you get a hold of some Rohypnol and meet me at Ian's house? <laughs> it's a short drive to Old Navy. <laughs> yeah, it is. A really, we can walk there from his house. All right. Yeah, but he'll be stumbling if he's on Rohypnol. <laughs> All right, some commercials hit it exactly right. Oh, the possum commercial. Okay. Oh yeah. All right, let's move on to the Chevy commercials, because okay. I because I was not sure why these were in here. Let, I, let, let's... Know, I wanted to throw some good examples. Okay. Of commercials oh. that I wanted to throw some examples of commercials that actually hit right and they appeal to they appeal to sensibilities and they make you. They do make you want to buy the car, or at least that was the case with me. Talk about the first one with the uh, my dad's old car. Okay, you want me to give you that? Yeah, give us give us the quick rundown of that one. Okay, basically, this guy's telling a story about how his dad bought a 1965 Impala off the off the showroom floor, and he had to sell it at some point due to due to family money trouble. So this guy later on went on a quest, like a five-year quest to find three. this particular car. No, he said five years. No, he said three. He said it took three years when they finally gave him the car. Okay. I, I heard five in there. Okay. But I anyway, know. he gives he, he basically gives this whole thing about how he went on this long quest and finally found the car at this dealership. Well, he missed it at this guy's place where the guy had just sold it to some people from Canada. And then he found it at the dealership in Montreal and he bought it online. So basically, he he's got the kids and his his father and they're playing they're all playing around and he has somebody drive the car up and the father looks around and he says that's my old car and he says yeah dad i found it for you yeah. and yeah you know, aside from the fact that the father actually looks like he may be having a mild heart attack during the latter part of the commercial it's a touching commercial you know what bothered me about it what the fact that he was wearing a mic <laughs> <laughs> and he kept hitting his chest and hitting the mic <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh 
it kind of took me out of the moment. But I thought it was very touching, and and that's why I was confused that this was in here because because I was going through all of these things, you know, these commercials where I'm like I can kind of see that, and then I'm like this one, I'm like, wow, that's good in with the bad. Yeah, no, I I thought that was I thought it was very touching, you know, that um, you know. He, I, I kind of like that one. And so they go on. I mean, of course, and the, you know, the, the Transformers commercials with the, the Chevrolet, um, I just the love Camaro. That period. Yeah. Um, um, the, the soldier's home one, you know, the guy's coming back from being deployed. He's at the airport. Somebody thanks him for, thanks him for his service. And his wife says, do you feel like you're home? He sits down in the car. Memories flood in. And he says, now I do. You, my I problem is that, that I, I don't know. I sometimes I feel like this imagery with the soldier, this kind of stuff is abused and overused. I, you know, it probably is. But when I watched that one the first time for about 15 seconds after that, I thought, well, you know, I could trade in the Honda <laughs> for a big old truck for a Chevy, any kind of a Chevy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. All right. So those were fun. So I went back immediately to, you know, commercials that were terrible. And uh, what I found was the Paris Hilton uh, car wash for the Super Bowl commercial that was banned. And this is something that that a lot of these advertisers are doing that uh, I am torn about it sometimes because, like, they put banned commercial in here, right? And then they put it on YouTube, and you're going to get millions of hits, right? Of course. And and certainly— Whether it's actually banned or not, the fact that it is— it says it is a banned commercial. We'll get right. hits. And the, what these, what a lot of these companies are doing now is that they're doing a commercial intentionally that they know will get banned just so that they can do this. Um, Coors did it. Um, I mean, a lot of companies have, have done this kinds of thing. And, but this commercial is particularly bad in that most of the time, you know, she's, you know, crawling around the car and all this. And then for one small scene, she's eating a hamburger. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's apparently a burger commercial. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's like it's wait, either a burger commercial or a white snake video. Right, exactly, and it's like this. It doesn't even work as a commercial for for their product. You know, I, I, I'm going to have to disagree. I, I, the, when I see this commercial, the first thing I think of is my stomach. <laughs> it's trying to get it. It's trying to keep it from reversing directions, but I do think of my stomach. Well, as if, as much as I have a dislike for Paris Hilton. I, I can't say I dislike all of her, and uh, this commercial accentuated those things that I don't dislike. I actually like her first name and her last name. Not applied to her, but I like both of those things. Right, but this was a particularly bad commercial. Yes, it, it's it's just it's 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 meant to appeal to the very worst in humanity. Yeah, and then I found the eleven hilarious examples of false advertising. Uh, this actually, this site, this uh, uh Odie, th- this site has a lot of very interesting stuff on it. Some very funny stuff, some inappropriate for work stuff as well. But I I like these ads that they picked out. Like you know, they show this this pool, you know, these kids sliding into it and everything like that, and then they show the actual size of the pool. <laughs> it's like wow, it's nothing like the drawing above it. Yeah, this actually reminds me. I found a guy's site. A couple days ago on a, on a, on a blog where this guy went and he went to collect all the stuff that was advertised in the old comic books. And he basically showed you what it actually was. Like the, the real Polaris sub is made out of cardboard. Wow. Um, the 500 soldiers are practically two dimensional. They're flat. Hmm. Uh, just the x-ray specs were two pieces of cardboard with feathers sandwiched between them so that you'd get kind of an effect like you were seeing through things. But anyway. Yeah, so the next one on here is the uh, Burger King Whopper, <laughs> which I get a hell of a kick out of. Except for it kind of looks like one of these is a Whopper and the other is a double Whopper. Regardless, that was pretty funny. But this is where advertising gets deceptive, this next one, where they show this. It's, it's a, Actually, um, the second burger doesn't look accurate to me. The, the, the advertisement burger doesn't look accurate, but the, the one that's the no, they beat one it up pretty good. actually looks like it's been sat on. Yeah, they intentionally made that one look worse than it. Uh, they, and they didn't need to, right, to, to make their point. No, they it, did not. Yeah, so that one's that one. So, so both are deceptive there. <laughs> you ever seen a movie called Falling Down? Yes, I have. I so love th- that scene in the Whammy Burger where he gets his burger and he's like, this looks nothing like the advertisement. Yeah. 
So this next one is for a Hyatt hotel where they have, um, where they, where they show the, ho- they take a picture and they show the Hyatt and then they brought the capital much closer to it, you know, so they, so the, the, the picture up top has clearly been, um, edited and then they show the actual distance down here. Which, Either that or the capital moved during the seasons because it looks like the picture on top was taken during the fall. Well, that, that could be too. <laughs> Either way, I, this one though, this one is not outrageous. I mean, the capital is there. So what? I guess this one doesn't really offend me that much. Um, the, but the next one, uh, for the buffet is offensive. Yeah. The top, they show these, these people, you know, you know, slicing meat. Lobster being yeah. served to them by chefs and stuff. Yeah. And then the bottom is, is this self-serve mess. Yeah. But once well, again, but, but, but here's the what. The guys are wearing white jackets in the bottom picture too. That's true. But what I can't tell, I don't know for sure that these are the same places. I have, I, no. I don't know that. There's no way to tell for sure it's the same place. Yeah, so. And the picture on the bottom could have been taken nearly at closing time when they're trying to wrap up, too. Who knows? I don't know. So, so it's not necessarily a true picture. It's 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 biased, and it's intentionally biased. All of these are biased. The next one um, with the uh, German box dinner. Well, that one's probably true. Well, and the one with the Hyatt Regency in the capital is probably true, too. Yeah. Um, the next one with the, the island resort. I, yeah. So, yeah, and but the the funnier ones are like not this one. This next one with the pool, that's that's awesome. That's funny. Um, they show this this picture. Yeah, I, you know, I forget people aren't seeing There's these like things. Three with kids me. in the pool, and the mother's right next to it, and they're all comfortable having fun. And <laughs> one little girl can barely stand in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, we don't know how large that girl in the second picture actually is. She could be <laughs> affected with childhood gigantism. Um, probably not. Probably not. That one, yeah. The Taco Bell tacos, of course, but, exaggerated. Yeah, look, about, look how small that playhouse in the background is next to her. But the one I really wanted to get to was the profile picture um, that somebody that oh, yeah. they cropped and they, they put this on a uh, on a dating site. Yeah, that is quite deceptive. Just yeah. a little bit, but it's not as deceptive as actually using somebody else's profile picture. Can I say that Kimberly yeah. has been oddly science, silent through this whole thing? You know what my problem is? I'm checking out all the other lists that they have on the side. <laughs> so, so you're checking out all the other lists that are on there instead of Keep participating. Focus, girl. <laughs> all right, now this one, this number ten, I, I very much doubt that that is a typical bookie, cookie out of the box. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. The next one's pretty good, but the the beach. <laughs> uh, this is a problem that you get when you advertise to too many people, right? Because everybody yeah. wanted to come to the secluded beach. Regardless, but even if, even though the, this is not their best list, this site has some other excellent lists. Um, actually, Brian, that doesn't even look like the same beach. Um, I don't know. Well, the trees. It's look got like different colored sand. The trees are taller. Uh, the sand is hard to tell because you don't know. Two different cameras took those photos. Um, the chairs look very much but, the same. You can't say it's the same. You can't no, verify you can't. it's the same really. beach. You can't say it isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That one, like I say. Anyway, the site has a whole bunch of better lists, as, as Kimberly has found out. So and the other other thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, an, a, I hear a lot of advertising um, when I'm listening to uh, the paranormal radio shows that I listen to. Um, and one of them is for like a whey protein and I couldn't find it. And he, he makes his claim that, you know, all these illnesses are, are also correlate with a lack of glutathione. Albeit, then he never says that an actual lack of glutathione, ca- glutathione caused any of these problems and probably has never been connected to causing any of these issues. But he just makes a correlation that they're, that they're lacking. And of course, their whey powder is the best. And, but we see this a lot, uh, especially with, um, advertising for alternative products and homeopathy is of course one of the worst offenders in this and that they and when you go to buy that it will have an fda label on it right and people that probably don't read much past that it's you know it hasn't actually been certified by the fda but they can sell it as such and so this one pharmacy that i found online that was selling homeopathic products they said that they would they ship these products um products are shipped from their fda registered facility and uh, so I just think that these kinds of things are highly shady because they're not really endorsed by the FDA. 
Right, they're not just making kind of claims of it, like like with that Burger King burger, you know, like like this is what a burger could look like. Right. They're making outright lies. Exactly. And yes, it has an FDA, you know, saying that, uh, you know, that it's not even safe, just that they recognize it exists almost. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, I, I, these... I find actually more worrisome. All these other things that we've been talking about are, they're kind of humorous, right? This kind of stuff is serious because there is actual, actual deception happening with these alternative products and particularly with homeopathy. Um, the way that they're advertising these things and, and, and they, they tend to not make claims, but yet insinuate certain things like with the glutathione. Um, that is, you know, that, you know, people who had cancer were low in glutathione. That may have been true, but did it cause the cancer? Eh, probably not, but they can still say that there was a correlation there. And it's those kinds of things that actually worry me with advertising. Yeah, it goes, it goes definitely a step too far of, you know, like, you, like you say, it's, it's not just clever or, you know, insinuating if you use this body spray, or, you know, girls will love you right. it's it's saying things that are are plausibly untrue in order to get people to do stuff but it's saying them in such a way that you can't be held accountable for them being wrong right, right. that's what worries me with advertising and I, I i'd like to come back to this at some point and catch on more um of those kind of specifics this was fun to kind of go through these advertisements but they aren't the kind of things that um that i'm concerned about yeah, I know I'll just, that. I'll mention know. real quick. There's a great old British movie from probably the late 80s or early 90s called How, How to Get Ahead in Advertising. Very, very weird, weird, disturbing film. But kind of talks about how some of the, um, in, in the saner kind of scenes, because it really does get crazy. They talk about how, you know, people write news articles and stuff and say, you know, they arrested these people and they found a bag that may have contained, um, cocaine. And he's like, you know, with those kind of words in there, it may have contained peanut butter. It may have contained the Holy Grail. Right. It may have contained anything, you know. But once they put in that it may have contained cocaine, it has changed the reading of that article and the conclusions that you bring to it immensely. And in the same kind of way that these kind of FDA kind of claims, they, they again, they, they, they skirt the law. But they suggest something to you that's a, a very easy conclusion to come to if you're not really being uh, extremely diligent in your review of what you're talking about. We didn't even get into tobacco advertisements and how they're targeting young people and some of the stuff that they're doing that's in, that's incredibly shady. Uh, I think we could find a lot of the same kinds of things with alcohol, but not to the same extreme, I think. Alcohol is, I think, easier to sell in a lot of ways, um, but cigarettes yeah. – so, so, and we didn't even touch on any of that kind of stuff. All right. So, uh, is there anything else, guys? Anything else? Actually, Ian, is there anything else you need to say? Cause this was, you know, your moment to vent. <laughs> uh, I expressed my opinions and we had good discussions. That's the main point of it, I think. And you found out you were wrong about some of these things. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> I still don't agree with that. <laughs> All right. Well, you had to pick your favorite commercial of all time, the one that that you remember to this day. Oh, uh, well, so one commercial that um is still airing from time to time. Um, <clears throat> for kids, it, you know, this commercial was old when I was born. Is the um the Tootsie Pop commercial? You know, how many licks does it take it to send a Tootsie Pop? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're still airing that on TV. It is a classic commercial that still gets aired. I, I still see it. They've shortened it. They've taken out most of it, and he's pretty much going straight to the owl now instead of stopping by and talking to the turtle. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it, it's a very good classic commercial that is timeless, and they're still airing it, which is what I really love. It's you know, they haven't gone back and said let's redo it. They said no, we'll just you know, every so often they put it back out there. Yeah. So you know, that, that's a very and, um. I the other Twitchy World commercial they should put back out is the um one with. Whatever it is, I think I see becomes a Tootsie Roll to me. Cause that, that was a fun one. I remember that, was catchy. that as a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but an all time favorite, I don't think I have an all time favorite. I just have, you know, memorable ones. I think I've always really loved the, uh, where's the beef commercial with Wendy's when they, especially yeah, when they classic. got into the whole Russian thing and, you yeah. know, they did the whole Svimvea. Very nice. <laughs> Each neck. That, that just always cracked me up. 
And where the beef wasn't even supposed to be the slogan, you know, that that surprised them. They, they, that was just a line in it. They were thinking um, the big bun, you know, look at the size of that bun or whatever. They were figuring that would be the catch, the one that everyone would be repeating. So where's the beef caught on by accident? Yeah, it's always a, and it caught on because that's the... That because the, the lady that they had was very very catchy. Oh yeah, she, she did a great job. That's one of the things. The way she said it and everything, she stole the commercial. But I mean, it all comes back to the you know same old thing: advertising is evil. <laughs> yeah, and it's everywhere. <laughs> and it's everywhere. You can't escape it. I think it's gotten much more aggressive. It's had to. Well, I, I'm definitely catching it more and more in the shows. I mean, there was an episode of Warehouse 13 where, for no apparent reason, they decided to use the GPS in the vehicle they were renting in whatever city they were in. And basically, then the next commercial break, there was a commercial for that exact same vehicle talking about how great the GPS system is in it. Well, and I guess like, in all the more. Bond movies, the car is always, you know, very well paid for by advertising. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot more um, beer advertisements in shows particularly law shows it used to be you know that they you know they they might be sitting around having a beer but they were always covered and now it's like it's it's you know dos Equis. well i remember an episode of stargate where um colonel mcneil is getting into the back of his truck to get his groceries out and it does this close-up on the six pack of beer he's grabbing to pull out you very clearly see what brand that six pack of beer is as he well subway save chuck yeah and you know, Transformers put Chevy back on the map. Well, yeah, that was put GM huge. back on the map. I mean, GM is struggling in general. Yeah, that was a huge advertisement. For yeah. Okay. But as advertisements go, that's one of the more entertaining ones. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, I think that uh, we we need to wrap it up, guys. Anything else? Good. Nope. I think we're good. All right. Well, then say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, no derivatives, 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics podcast. Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request. 